911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Toxic Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about the dopamine fast. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Now, a lot of people have such a big misunderstanding of the word fast. And I know fasting in terms of what we eat has become such a huge trend. I know a lot of people in 2020, because of the the chaos, the sheer chaos of everything that was taking place, They decided to take a more spiritual route and they've really incorporated fasting into their lives, but it hasn't always been just a mere matter of going without food. And I want to explain what I'm talking about. I am reading, there's a new book. I don't know if you've ever followed Dave Asprey. He's the godfather of the coined term biohacking and he owns a company called Bulletproof. Um, Clint and I actually went to what was at that time the Bulletproof Institute. It later changed names to the Human Potential Institute. And that's where we did our our training to become IC certified coaches. And he wrote this new book. It's called Fast This Way, Burn Fat, Heal Inflammation, and Eat Like the High-Performing Human That You Were Meant to Be. And in his book, he mentioned a couple of times at the onset the term of dopamine fasting. And I had never heard of dopamine fasting before. And what first came to mind for me was pretty much any of the stimulus like you would have to eliminate. So I started to do a little bit more research on my own about it because when I when I looked up like the first article, it had like, I don't know, 150,000 shares. And what this is, there's a doctor, his name is Dr. Cameron Sapa, and he's the one who actually created the dopamine fast. And it's a huge misconception that people have as to going without any kind of external stimulus at all. And instead, what this particular fast entails is actually really defined by six huge problematic behaviors that a lot of us experience. And Um, He talks about emotional eating as one of the biggest ones. He goes on and he talks about internet gaming, gambling and shopping, porn or masturbation, thrill or novelty seeking. So like riding a street bike, for example, and recreational drugs. And in this article, he's talking about the importance of understanding that we can create so much benefit in our life by just recognizing the fact that we are being habitually created and conditioned to rely on these dopamine hits in order for us to get through the day. And by doing that, we're we're really holding ourselves tightly bound in terms of restriction and not being able to propel our lives and excel in ways that we otherwise would be. And let me break it down for you on a little bit more of a simplistic level. But when you think about opening up your phone for whatever reason, right? So the first act, this first conditional behavior is the fact that we have to look at our phones anyways, right? I know in another episode, I talked about how it's it's been said that we look at our phones upwards of 150 times a day. And that's just like actually looking at our phones, not considering the time that we spend on them. And so we have that first conditioned element of just looking at our phone to see if we see some sort of new notification, a missed call, a text message. Hopefully, if you have been listening for a while, you know how important I believe it is to make sure that we don't have any notifications turned on on our cell phones at all in terms of the ones that are linked to apps like Facebook and Messenger and Instagram. 
But then when we open up our phone, not only do we we have this sort of self-gratification by seeing who texted us or seeing who called us, but then we also have so many apps on our phones now, and not, in, not even getting into that yet, but we open up our email, we see how many emails we have, we get this gratification of being able to swipe away when we want to delete an email, then of course it goes into this negative spiral because we can't just look at the email. We have to hop into Facebook or on Messenger and we have to see who else has tried to contact us, who else has posted something. And then that sucks up more of our time. And we, we do those things and then we get into the pattern of just like, let me just scroll for a little bit and see who's posted. And you see who's posted and then you engage and you start to go down that dark hole of just scrolling aimlessly. And that might lead you to an ad that might lead you to a video that might, you know, and then you get offline because uh, I mean, off those apps because you wanted to look up something online. And so what he's talking about really is those types of dopamine hits or even browsing the internet for shopping for something that you didn't need. That's another type of dopamine hit. And of course, needing to seek that thrill of like hopping on that motorcycle. For me, you know, I drive a very fast car. So um, <laughs> driving a car faster than I should, that would be an element that he's discussing when it comes to the dopamine fast. And I think that when we recognize exactly what those contributing, the contributing factors are in our lives that are giving us those fixes and then recognizing that it's actually not useful for us. And then we can make a cognitive decision to be able to not fast entirely. He actually doesn't want you to go all out and stop everything. And he it's very important. This is a misconception. I guess that people think that they have to go without any kind of stimuli. But what he's encouraging is to just select something, even if you choose one thing. Maybe for you, it, it is looking at porn every day. That's a very common habit. It's a very common stimuli. Maybe for you, um, you know, it's binge eating. You go into the kitchen. I know my husband, he'll admit that he's guilty of this. He'll open up the refrigerator and he'll just stand there looking and go to the pantry and do the same thing and kind of go back and forth from one to the other. When when we recognize that that is actually a stimuli, right? Gazing and seeing what, what names and brands and colors and things that we have going on inside of our cupboards, then we can, we can ask ourselves, can I make better use of my time and be a better person if I decide to choose to fast or abstain? And what is that thing that I need to choose to go without? And a, a biggest, the biggest thing that comes up for me for a lot of people is actually television. And you might watch a particular show, but then we have things like commercials. And again, that's some negative stimuli that's being imposed onto us and we don't even realize it. It's, it's actually uninvited and we don't even realize that it's uninvited. So if it were me, for example, um, most people are like this. If they get home from work, they like to sit down and watch TV maybe before they go to bed. And I, I get that. But I stopped watching TV maybe three years or so ago. And there are times I'll I'll gaze at the TV if Clint's watching something, or maybe there's a movie that I intentionally want to watch. But to just sit down and aimlessly look at the TV, if I'm home by myself, the television is never on. And if I were somebody, and I'll use my husband as an example, who likes to sit down and watch TV, how much more productive would it be? Or what other sorts of habits could I incorporate into my life if I made the decision to fast from television and I decided to start out small, maybe just one day a week? And I think it's important because there was 
there was a time last week when Clint and I sat down and I actually asked him to turn off the TV, um, mostly because I wanted to see what his shift in demeanor would be. I do a lot of these undercover scientific (laughs) studies on my husband, but I, I asked him to, and I said, is it okay if I read to you? And I always have a book in my hand. And so he turned off the TV. He's very supportive and understanding and maybe underlining. He knew what I was doing, but I was able to just read a few chapters of a book to him and I watched him. He was relaxed and I made sure that he he was okay with me continuing to read after each chapter. And I, I just read to him and this isn't uncommon. Clint and I have shared readings like this before. Um, I actually think it's a beautiful way for two people to connect with each other, to sit there with a book and even pass it back and forth and share chapters just like you did in school. And it's it's very healthy for us to be able to work on those reading skills and comprehension skills as it is, but it's also a, a way for us to connect together. And when I noticed that he allowed me to interject this into his night, into his evening, and shut off the TV for a while, what happened after was we had so much more discussion within our family unit, in our home, than we would have if he had just sat there watching TV while I sat there and read my book instead. And doing something like this, even if we start out small and it's one day a week, I think is it's such a healthy way for us to build different patterns and different habits and to realize and recognize what it is that we're actually doing for ourselves that are a disservice. And we don't even realize the control that other people have over us when when we're performing these certain acts that are now so common to to most people. And so as we wrap up today's episode, I'm just wondering what sort of stimuli do you have going on in your own life that maybe you can choose to take a dopamine fast from, even if you only do it for one hour out of your day, even if you choose to block off the first part of your day to to do it. Maybe you said to yourself that you weren't going to go on social media at all until noon. I think that's a great way for us to start. But then to be able to be very self-aware and to see what happens when you do decide to take this sort of dopamine break. And um, yeah, I think it's incredibly beneficial. And to be able to to just self-recognize how much control other influences have over us, even if it's in, in, in an indirect way, it's having such a massive impact on all of our lives. And know that I know it's Monday. I hope it is an amazing week for you already. And I am sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours. <laughs>